Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Well, what a wonderful story. True story. Story of a young man that is fully dependent on his father to do the things that are in his heart to do. Story of a father whose love is so great for his son, who he knows is so dependent on him that he would be prepared to pull him, push him, carry him through a triathlon, through marathons, through water, riding in the water and uh, running. Extraordinary example uh, in a human way to describe how much God loves us, albeit in a limited way. God loves us so much and we need to know how dependent we are on him, that he will carry us, he will tow us, he will push us because of his great love for us. And we need to understand how dependent we are on him and what we can do, what we can achieve when it is that he's carrying us. A couple of weeks into our prayer and fasting, how are you doing? Well, it's a challenging season, no doubt. But praying and fasting always has a focus. We want a breakthrough. We need an answer to prayer. We want to overcome something. We've got decisions to make. We, We need to engage with God in a more close and intimate way because we... We need something a little bit more desperately than normal. And so we are seeking God with prayer and the abstinence of food, whether it's one meal, whether it's every meal, whatever way you're doing it. We're seeking God for something. Today I want to remind us that it's a God who is our Father that we're seeking that from. And we need to be really careful. We don't just seek a gift from Him but we get closer to the giver of the gift. I want to talk about knowing God as Father today. So in the midst of this season, it'd be a good time to do a bit of a stock take. How well do we really know God as Father? How well do you know God? How well do you relate to Him? And in what ways do you relate to Him? If if we were just going to pause for a moment and press the button on the TV and just pause and you talk amongst yourselves, maybe to your family or someone else you're with, and you were to describe your relationship with God as Father, what would you say to them? How would you describe it? Well, it's a challenge for all of us, not just some of us. It's a challenge for all of us because God wants to relate to us as Father. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, pray our Father. He didn't say pray Almighty God. He didn't say pray Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He is that. He said pray Father. Why? Because the redemptive work of Jesus was to bring us into relationship with God as Father. Not just the forgiveness of sins. Not just the entrance into heaven. Not just those spiritual blessings that we receive. But a relationship with God as Father. And so that's what I want to talk about today. We can find out what God is really like from the scriptures. We know that in our minds, but a lot of people understand that Jesus walked on earth, he showed compassion and great love and ministered to the needs of people, and many people can relate to him, but they find it difficult to relate to God as Father. 
Some people see the Old Testament and some of the, the carnage that was in the Old Testament and some of the powerful things that God did and it was almost an unknowable God. But Jesus, we can relate to Jesus. Well, did you know that in Hebrews 1.3, the scripture says, Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. The word exact imprint is the word we get our English word character from. Jesus is the exact character of the Father. Remember the conversation he had with Philip. He said, Philip said to Jesus once, show us the Father. And he said, Phil, dude. Phil, Phil, dude. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. His characteristics his heart, his passion, his vision, his way of thinking, what's in his spirit, his character is of the Father. So we need to somehow bridge the gap from relating to God as a Father when we've had challenging times with our own fathers to relating to Jesus and then relating to Father as we relate to Jesus. And I know some people have been horrifically abused by their fathers or their fathers have been absent or their fathers have always been negative and when we come to God as father we we interpret our relationship with God the father being like ours and we need to change the way we think about that Uh, many years ago uh, my own father did some things to our family that shattered us to, to a million pieces as a result my sister became an alcoholic she died at the age of 35 The day after we buried her, my mother left him because of her inability to continue to live with who he had become. And because my brother and I provided her moral support, he separated himself from us. I never saw him again. He died seven years later. We never talked again. He disinherited us. Never wanted anything to do with us. Did I have father issues? My goodness me, I had father issues. But I was taught that the God of the Bible is the God that we relate to. And what we have to learn is to interpret uh, our experiences in light of what the Scriptures say, not interpret the Scripture in light of our experiences. And only then can we understand that God is actually like Jesus. We can know Him, we can love Him, we can relate to Him. And so... We have to learn to do that, and we have to do that by faith, not by feelings. You do that long enough by faith, the feelings will come, and they'll be very natural. So if we talk about a great prayer life, a relationship with God, what is the foundation for a great prayer life? Well, the foundation for a great prayer life is our relationship with God as Father, as I've already repeated many, many times, as we sung during our time of worship, our Father who is in heaven. He's our Father. All of this is based on what Jesus did. He allowed us to come into a relationship with God as Father. So he died in our place so that we would have the type of relationship with God that Jesus himself did. Now that might sound a little bit aloof, a little bit strange, a little bit too spiritual. Oh, no, no, well, Jesus is... No, everything Jesus achieved for us is so that we could have what he has. So our relationship with the Father is the same type of relationship that he has with the Father. Let's listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote when he received this revelation directly from God. In Romans 
chapter 8, verses 14 to 16. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus himself prayed, Abba, Father. Abba is that Aramaic word that if you can picture a, a, a little child sitting on dad's knee, sitting on dad's knee and turn around and just grabbing dad's face with that innocence, with that purity, with that full trust and dependability and say, Abba, it's the word Papa, Daddy. But it's, 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 an, it's a reflection that there's nothing between us. It's a reflection of that intimacy. It's a reflection of that full dependence and that full innocent and pure love. Abba, Papa, Daddy, Father. And we are fully sons of God. Now, when Paul writes this, he uses the word sons because it's a technical word in the Greek. It, it refers to the Greco-Roman world where the oldest son in the family received the inheritance. He alone became the heir. So whether you're a man or a woman, boy or girl, as you're a Christian, we are like the son who received the inheritance. So we are sons and daughters of God with the full rights of inheritance. And everything the Father has, he gives to Jesus, and Jesus gives it to us. That's why the Bible says we are co-heirs or joint heirs with him. And he wants us to relate to him as father, as Abba, Papa, Daddy, Father. So what is the key to a rich... If I'm going to have a relationship with God as father, as Papa, as Daddy, how do I do that? Well, we have to learn to pray in many different ways. You imagine um, always going to your dad and asking him for things. That's the only interaction you have with him when you, when, when you go and ask him for something. Can you imagine a man who goes to his wife only for sex? It's demeaning. It's just receiving, receiving, receiving. You can't have a full, mature, rounded, complete relationship. And I'm going to go through a number of different types of prayer that the Scriptures teach us. And, and those of us on stage, we're going to demonstrate that just for a few moments so you know what it looks like. Some of you will be familiar with all of them. Some of you might be familiar with some of them. But we want to help you understand that the only way we can relate to God as Father and having a full relationship with Him is by talking to Him in different ways. We don't just talk to our wives, our children, the people that we know that we love are close to us in, in a monodimensional ways. And God is multifaceted. He's, a, he's like an artist of many colours. Can you imagine a, an artist painting with the colour red? All you see after a while is red and it's monochromatic. And you, can you imagine a song only having one note? It just, just doesn't make sense. God is multicoloured, multifaceted. You look at the stars at night and there's beauty, there's glory in creation. Our Father created all of that. He has different moods. Sometimes he's happy, sometimes he's angry, sometimes he's full of joy, sometimes he's perseverance because he's got to do something. He's a person. Yes, he's God, but we are made in his image. So the type of personality or the character or the mindset, the creativity is in us, is multiplied in him. And so we need to get to know him and relate to him in all those sorts of different ways. But if we come, just ask him for things all the time, then he's like a genie in a bottle. 
It is not Father who loves us that we have a relationship with. So, what are the different types of prayer that we can know? Well, they're all found in the Scriptures. I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a succinct definition, explanation of Scripture, and then we're going to see what the relational component is before we demonstrate it. First one I've got here is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is simply giving God thanks for his blessings, his promises, provision, and mighty works. When someone gives you a gift on your birthday or, or brings you a cup of coffee and just blesses you, you always say, thank you. It's, it's just what we do. Can you imagine somebody doing things for you all the time, all the time, all the time, and you never say thank you? What does that say to them about their gifts and the relationship? We need to learn to say thank you to the Father. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, the scripture says. So it's very important to express gratitude. Somebody once coined the phrase, have an attitude of gratitude all the time, giving thanks for all the things that we have, all the things that we are, everything that is achieved for us, we want to say thanks to him. Thank you, Father, for providing that. Pastor Joe is going to demonstrate for us a prayer of thanksgiving. Our Father, we just thank you for the breath in our lungs, for the life we've been given, for your love, and for your mercy and your favor and your kindness. We thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you're always, your eyes are always upon us. We thank you, God. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning. We thank you that you have separated our sin as far as the east is from the west. We give thanks to you, God. Yes. You're our Father, and we are your children, and nothing can separate us from your love. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Pastor Joe. I would encourage you to make a list. As you're reading through the Scriptures, have a pen and pad with you, and when you read about something that God has done for you, make a note of it so that when you are praying prayers of thanksgiving, you've got a lot of things to thank him for. You know, you can spend, if you, if you do that, you can spend one hour in prayer and all you're doing is giving thanks to the Lord. And the scripture's full of that. When you look at the food that we have on our tables, the, the clothes on our back, the homes we have, the jobs we have, the wonderful church we have. We have so much to be thankful for. We need to practice giving him thanks. We enter his gates with thanksgiving, the scripture says. So we approach God in prayer by beginning to thank him and then we praise him, the scripture says. Offering praise to God means that we speak well of him for who he is and what he has done, what he has done, period, and what he has done for us. When we praise the Lord, we speak about his greatness, his wonder, his majesty, his transcendent qualities, his creativity, everything that he is. Psalm 150 verse 2 says, praise him for his acts of power, praise him for his surpassing greatness. I once thought, I had this thought in my head, I know I have them every now and again. Why does God want us to praise him? Is, is he an egotist that he needs us to praise him? No, he doesn't need us because he's, he's not full of ego. But we are the ones who need to praise him because if we don't praise him, we either praise ourselves or we praise man. And it gets us out of alignment with worship. Yeah. So praise is essential for our life of worship. It keeps us humble. It keeps us in alignment with him. Pastor Josh is going to 
demonstrate for us a simple prayer of praise. Heavenly Father, I just come to you right now in praise. I praise you for who you are. I praise you that you are a father that loves me even in the midst of my wrong. I praise you for everything that you have done for me and everything that you are going to do. And I praise you in advance for the things that you have released from heaven. And even though I have not seen them with my own eyes, I receive them in advance. But I praise you now for what you have already done. And I just honor you and praise you for who you are, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Josh. I want to encourage you also as you read through the scriptures. Make a list of God's great, wonderful works and, and his characteristics, his attributes, his power, his glory, his mercy, his majesty, his righteous judgments. Write those things down so you have a list of things to praise him for. If you did that regularly, and I reckon if you did that every day over a month, your list would be so big, you could spend one hour in prayer and all you do is just praise God. It's good for your soul to do that. Next prayer is a prayer of adoration. Adoration is love, where we express our love and our affection to the Lord in personal and intimate words. Adoration takes the prayers out of our head, moves them into our heart, and expresses from the heart those deep things that we really appreciate and value with great affection and love. Jesus taught his disciples, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Knowing God, believing God is not just an academic exercise. We need to use our mind, but we need to also love from the heart as well. Love with everything that is within us. Scripture says, for God so loved, God is love. And when we love him right back, we build intimacy. We draw close to him. We need to express it. Can you imagine if you're married now or if you've got children or parents, you never tell them you love them. That's a great part of our life, just gone missing. God is love and he's made us in his image and we need to express love, we need to receive love and we need to give love. So I want to I pray a simple prayer of adoration and this is how I would pray it. Father, I love you. Abba, Papa, Daddy, Father, I love you. I love you because you care for me. I love you that you forgive me my sins. I love you that even though I fall over times, you pick me up like a loving father. I love you because you look down upon me and all you have is wonderful thoughts towards me. I love you because you have a plan for my life. That when I have gone astray, you've not discarded me. You've always gone after me. I love you because you first loved me and you demonstrated that love by sending Jesus. Father, I want to express my love to you. I want to demonstrate my love to you more and more every day. So I lay down my life for you. I serve you. I love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my being. You're my father, Abba, Papa. I love you so much. Confession of our sins is another type of prayer. Can you imagine? Well, confession is simply admitting to a punishable deed or sin. That's what confession is. It's when we acknowledge that we did something wrong and we ask forgiveness. Confession is about making the relationship right again. Can you imagine someone close to you, you, you hurt them over and over and over and you never say sorry. What does that do to the relationship? Well, that's what happens with God. When we sin, we make a mistake, whether intentionally or unintentionally, and we don't confess our sins and ask forgiveness, we distance ourselves from Him. And we 
heap up shame and guilt on ourselves and so we draw back even further. When we confess our sins with another person or we apologise and we ask their forgiveness, it restores the relationship and it cleans the slate again. We need to do this with the Father all the time. That's why Jesus died. He died that every sin of ours can be forgiven. Every sin of ours has had its punishment paid for. And Jesus paid for those sins. So we don't ever need to be hesitant in going to God. But Satan will come against us. He'll fill our minds with things that are untrue. So we need to do what the scripture says. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us, purify us from all unrighteousness. It restores our relationship to him back again. Pastor Luke is going to pray a prayer of confession so we can have a look, see what it looks like if you're not used to it. Father, I acknowledge today that you are perfectly holy, that you are good, that you are light, there is no darkness in you. And also, God, that your standards are perfect. Mm. And Father, today I confess that I don't always measure up to your standards. I fall short regularly. I ask that you would forgive me for my sins of uh, the mind, thoughts, words, deeds. Father, where I failed to do the right thing, God, where I've intentionally done the wrong thing, would you forgive me? Father, I confess today that there's times where my heart is more devoted to things other than you, where I idolize things and put them in the place of you. And I thank you today that because of what Jesus has done, my sins are forgiven, that you have dealt with them once and for all. Thank you that I'm covered by your blood. And today, God, that you are faithful and just to forgive my sins as I bring them to you and that I can today enjoy perfect union with you as my Father because of what your Son Christ has done. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Luke. You know, when we ask someone else to forgive us when we apologise for something we've done wrong, they forgive us, don't they? And what we need to do when we pray prayers of confession immediately we need to appropriate by faith God's forgiveness because immediately he sends forgiveness and there's no more between us and him. We don't just confess our sins, but we're in a relationship with the Father, remember? It's a relationship, it's a two-way thing. So when we confess our sins, he forgives us. We need to receive that by faith. Deal with the shame, deal with the guilt, deal with the feelings of condemnation, deal with the reality of actual condemnation because there will be no judgment anymore because of what Jesus has done. That's what the Father has given us in this wonderful gift of praying prayers of confession. Another one is petitions, simply making requests, asking for specific things to be provided or needs met. This is something most Christians do regularly or at least more than any other type of prayer. When we petition someone, means we're asking them for something. Scripture says, now our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servant. Daniel prayed that. So when God wants, he, for some reason, God wants us to bring our needs before him. You know, Jesus, when people came to him who were sick, were needy, he said, what do you want me to do for you? Even when it was obvious what the situation was, the blind men, the lepers, he wanted them to express their need to him because in the relationship, that's a really healthy and important thing to do. So Pastor Jade is going to pray a simple prayer of petition so we can see what it looks like. My father, my dad, I know that you know my every need 
And right now I come before you and I ask that you would provide for myself and my fiancé a house, Lord God, in the right place, Lord, in your perfect timing. I ask, Father God, that you would direct our steps, that you would pour out wisdom, that you would help us to have the right conversations and to ask the right questions. I thank you that you already have the place. So, Lord, would you show us? We thank you for it. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Pastor Jade. And we want that house for you guys too when you get married. Supplications is another type of prayer. Supplications is a petition or an intercession, which we'll do in a moment, but it's an earnest cry to God for mercy and help when there is a grave need. This is more of an urgent type of situation that we're praying for when there's a desperation level there that's not normally there with many other petitions that we might bring. This is where we pour our hearts out to God. The, the more we get desperate, the more we pray prayers of supplications. And Pastor Dave is going to demonstrate what this might look like for us. Abba Father, right now we come before you, God. You are our plan A. You are our only hope, Father. Right now, Lord, I pray, Lord, for my health, God. Where doctors have said there is no way, your word says you are the way, the truth, and the life, Father. You are my only option, Father. Right now, I cry before you, Lord. I come before you, Lord, and I ask, Lord, that you will bless, Father. Faith is the assurance of things hopeful, the convictions of things not yet seen, Father. And I just pray right now, God, that you will bring that breakthrough, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Intercession is another prayer. We've heard a lot about intercession or people who are intercessors. This is praying for and on behalf of the need for others. It comes from the word that means to stand in the gap or stand in between. So when we're interceding for others, we're standing in the gap between that person and God and we're praying, interceding on their behalf. It's like praying a prayer of petition but on someone else's behalf. And the scriptures are full of intercession and different types of prayers that are linked with intercession. It's really healthy to talk about other people to God, not just our own needs, not just that relationship. You know, when you get home, you have dinner and you're talking to the family, you talk about what happened in the day, you talk about your friends, your teachers, your colleagues and other people in church. It's good to talk about other people and bring their needs to the Father. That's what prayers of intercession are. It's a really wonderful way of lifting up their needs to a God who is their Father as well. Pastor Beck is going to demonstrate for us a simple prayer of intercession. Lord, I just pray for every person that's joining us online today. God, I pray for a blessing upon every area of their life. Lord, I pray over their home. God, would your spirit be there? Would your peace fill every corner of their home? Lord, I pray over their finances. Jesus, you are our provider. Your word says that you meet every need according to your riches of your glory in Christ Jesus. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are providing for them. And Lord, you know their situation. God, you know every individual circumstance. And Lord, I thank you that you are working all things for good. Lord, that you see them, that you know them, and that you ordain the steps of a righteous person. Lord, that they are righteous by the blood of Jesus. And God, I pray over every person in this house, Lord. I pray during this prayer, 
uh, a time of prayer and fasting, God, would they have an increased awareness of who you are, Jesus, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And so, Lord, I just pray right now that your way be made known, let your truth be evident, and that your life abound in their hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 One of the Hebrew words for prayers, and there are numbers of them, is the word kalor. It's, it's the word that means to caress or to stroke someone's face. It's a very intimate and personal uh, prayer when you're asking for someone's favour. Like a little child stroking the face of her father really closely and saying, Daddy, I need something. You know when you're trying to butter Daddy up? It's, it's that you grab them by the face, you stroke their face. And you're trying to get their attention because you need their favour. This is the type of prayer that Moses prayed when he said Moses sought the Lord and he sought the favour of the Lord. Why should your anger burn against your people whom you have brought out of Egypt with great might and great power? This is the word. The scripture says that when God spoke with Moses, he spoke face to face. It's close. It's a word that describes a closeness. God is not aloof. He's here with us, right here, right here, right here. And Pastor Joe is going to pray a prayer that is described as kolor in the, New, in the Old Testament. Our Father, we just come before you. We seek your face. And Father, we know that through Jesus we have access to the throne room. We see you face to face. We hear your voice so tenderly speaking to us. And your words echo in our ears and we hear from your heart. As we gently touch your face and you touch our face. Mm. And as we sit face to face and as we communicate mouth to mouth. Father, we know that we are children of yours. That you've paid the ultimate price for us. You've adopted us into the kingdom as sons and daughters. And we thank you for your everlasting love. We thank you for your everlasting mercy. We just love you, God. We love you for who you are, God, in our lives. Mm, yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I don't know how you're feeling wherever you are, but I'm touched by these prayers. I feel close to my father just listening to Pastor Joe Pray that intimately to the Father. The last prayer I have to share with us today is simply praying through the Word or taking a portion of Scripture and talking to the Father about it. I'm going to take the the passage that we read in Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 16. I'm going to have a conversation with my Father about it. For all who are led by the Spirit of the sons of God, I say, thank you, Father, that I'm led by the Spirit. And that's what makes me a son of yours with the full rights of inheritance. I thank you you've given me a spirit. I thank you that I did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear like other children would have back in the Greco-Roman world. They wouldn't have been able to receive the inheritance because only the oldest son did. So they were in fear of what their lives might look like. When their parents are no longer providing, would the older son, the older brother provide for them? They're in fear. They're in slavery to that fear. 
But we've not received that because we've received the spirit of adoption of sons. I'm your son. I have nothing to fear about the future. Everything you've given Jesus, you're going to share with me and my brothers and sisters. I thank you that you allow me to relate to you as Abba, Father. You've given your spirit into my heart. You've made me and my brothers and sisters your children. And we cry out to you, Abba, Father, Papa. Draw us close, we pray. And so what we learn from Scripture as we read it, we can talk to the Father about it, and that will inform our prayers, and it's a cyclical thing. We read the Scriptures, we learn more about God, we bring that into our prayers, and our prayers are richer. What am I preaching about today? Well, a diverse prayer life creates a deeper relationship with God as Father. I want to close in prayer. And uh, ask you to picture God as Father. Perhaps, if you can, picture being really close to him. Sitting on his knee, maybe. Sitting beside him, standing beside him. I want you to try and visualise something as I pray for all of us to develop a deeper relationship with God as Father. Papa, our Daddy, I pray for myself, my brothers and sisters, everybody listening today that we would grow in our relationship with you, that we would know you more and more as Father, as Daddy. We would grow in our intimacy with you. Teach us to pray all these different types of prayers so that we could have a, a rich and full and meaningful relationship with you. I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord God, who might be challenged in their relationship with you. They feel a little bit distant. They might be laden down with shame and guilt. Draw them close to yourself. Draw them close to yourself as a father draws his children to himself just to love them and embrace them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm going to come back in just a moment. And for those of you who have never received Jesus as Lord and Saviour, you don't know him as Father, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. But in the meantime, our service isn't over. I want you to open your heart and let this beautiful song that our worship team is going to minister to us wash over your hearts and draw you closer to the Father. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died and rose again, conquering sin, Satan and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life, and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.